0: The Cheese Barn has thousands of fans that can't wait to get back. We, wow. can, we can cut the cheese at the counter in any size you would like for future reference.
1: Welcome to We Should know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike across Wikipedia like a bunch of little fact hoppers. Uh, I'm your summer blockbuster fatigue, Kyle, and with me as always are my air-conditioned theaters
0: get in the eva Skylar. Wha- <laughs> what
1: <laughs> whoa <laughs> uh
0: i'm i'm tim six there we go
1: <laughs> good job you guys that was, i'm very proud of you both
0: that was the media i've been taking in lately that's <laughs> oh.
1: yeah I'm yeah go, believe I'm that i go
0: see movies i still haven't seen detective yeah. pikachu oh you should oh, really? it's or the godzillas no i i should but when <laughs> when am I, when am I gonna do that <laughs> but
1: when well you're I mean your child would adore it it's bright and colorful and loud
0: that's true I bet there's like a five dollar movie I could go on like during the weekdays
1: oh absolutely and there, there won't is. be
0: anybody there and he can just cry and I can
2: be like, <laughs> <laughs> forget it
1: you're like no Griffin Griffin Charizard's on screen yeah it's okay it's not that scary um anyway yeah good job um well I This is, yeah, this is definitely the time of year where I'm always absolutely struggling to uh, decide whether or not, like, is it worth it to put in the air conditioning units? I'm going to, like, I've just been trying to hold off and hold off and hold off. And I think once we finish here, I think it might be the time. It might be. It might be today. Do it. (laughs) We don't. So we have like
0: one window upstairs and it's not a good like air conditioning window. Okay. We're just like, eh, whatever. We're not going to do it. (laughs) and yeah. uh i regret it every year because it's <laughs> oh. so hot upstairs.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's it. Like every time I'm every year I'm just like, "Oh, it wasn't that bad, was it? Oh, I can't have been that bad. It was it was perfectly fine. Maybe I was just, you know." And then then it gets to that time of year I'm like, "Oh, wait. No, this was terrible. It was terrible." Yep. What were you, Kyle, what were you thinking? I
0: hate this. <laughs> I'm dying now. This is awful. It hurts my body. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I'm just tired and sweaty constantly like <laughs> Uh but we're not talking about being tired and sweaty tonight. We have much more interesting things to go on. Uh I have a couple um well our game tonight is uh a little bit of a uh of a uh, uh um well a slight a slight nod to it still being Pride month in this in the time that we're actually recording is this. It's this the last
0: day of Pride month.
1: It is. And okay. I was going to do, um, I was going to do some more stuff with it, but I uh, ended up with, um, well, I ended up without enough time to really, uh, uh, like, dig into some other topics. So I got one thing. We're going to start with uh, another thing that's at least colorful. It's not, not uh, pride-related, though. Um, the roof Gardens. Uh, the On Wikipedia, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I, for, I forgot to say what we do on this game. Uh, in this podcast, uh, uh, I give Tim and Sky here uh, a page on Wikipedia to start from. And just using the links on those pages, they're going to make it from uh, from Roof Gardens tonight. Uh, well, rather Roof garden singular. Uh, to um, Kaleidoscope. Which uh, uh-huh. a version of the Kaleidoscope uh, was developed by an LGBT person. So that's neat. That is neat. Um, it is pretty cool. I did not realize this. But either way uh i have some wild discoveries from this uh, from the research for this for you guys nice uh and part of that is how we are going to determine how we go first tonight our opening game tonight is it's gonna be it's gonna be a silly one uh i found out that uh you know what uh I was researching kaleidoscope stuff, and I was trying to figure out, like, oh, what's an interesting, you know, fact about the kaleidoscope, maybe I'll do, maybe I'll do some background info about it, and then I found out that there is the world's largest kaleidoscope. Of course there, there is. There is an actual, yeah, 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 Is it yeah, like yeah, a yeah.
3: walk-in kaleidoscope?
1: Oh, Tim, you see, I would tell you, but that's part of what we're doing tonight, because I have a three-question quiz for you guys. Cool. And uh, the winner is going to get to go first.
0: I just want to mention um, uh, a yeah. very good tweet I saw by Janine Hawkins earlier at Bleeding oh. Heart. And this reminded me of you saying the world's largest kaleidoscope.
1: She yeah.
0: has here a screenshot of, um, I guess, CTV, which was that Canadian television. I don't know. Sure. Uh, thousands gather Seems to original. form world's largest human maple leaf. And she says, no, show me the world's smallest human maple leaf. <laughs>
1: oh it's very good Uh, um well the uh well well, what i'm gonna do here instead uh (laughs) we're gonna talk about the largest one here i'm Um, sorry
0: the tweet up below it is a photo of a nutella (laughs) article a nutella advertisement that says you had me at nutella (laughs) and then the And then the text is I most certainly did not have meat Nutella. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness. Uh,
0: do we just want to go through this, this Twitter feed tonight? Yeah. It sounds yeah, good maybe
1: now. maybe we just do a, a feed of that. It's it's okay. It's alright. It's um it's a very good feed. She she develops very good content. Yes. Um but but we really gotta get to this podcast, you guys. Let's do it. So uh I'm gonna give you each a question. Um, we are going to, I'm going to flip or, well, yeah, hang on a second. Flip it. Die here. Flip, it, flip a die. Flip yep. going to flip a die and sky is going to go first. Um, and you guys are going to give me your answers. Uh, well, I mean, you're both answering on each question, but, uh, you just can't give the answer that the other person gave. Okay. So you each have to choose different ones. There are three, three re- responses to each one. You each have to choose, choose a different thing and sky is going to get to go first. So um, the world's largest kaleidoscope, which opened in 1996, uh, it's located where? Uh, is it A, in a converted grain silo in Mount Tremper, New York? Is it B, in a restored planetarium in Cutbank, Montana? Or is it three, three C, in a <laughs> former amphitheater in Gridley, California? These are all real cities. I looked them up.
0: Are we sending this to you?
1: No, just say. Just say which one you just want. I
0: bid it. I like the grain
3: silo.
1: All right. Tim?
3: I like the uh, I like B.
1: All right. Uh, Tim, you said in a restored planetarium. Sky, you said in a converted grain sc- a silo in Mount Trumper, New York. It is, in fact, a converted grain silo in Mount Trumper, New York. Yes. Mount uh, Sky, Trumper. Where is, Trumper, where is Tremper, Trumper. Uh It's in the Catskills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> does, does that tell you something? Well,
0: I was just like, I wonder if I can go to that when I go okay. home. When I go visit my oh, not really. It's that's kind like of that's... on the other side of the state. Yeah. it's yeah. kind of on the other it's... side of the state.
1: Well, that's too bad because it, when you go, you could see uh, you could see the ten minute kaleidoscope show, which features the themes, or which features themes with these images. Uh, which is it? Is it A, circus acts, including the Ringling Bros and Cirque du Soleil performers? Is it B, space exploration, including the Horsehead Nebula and constellations? Or is it C, American history, including Abraham Lincoln and American flags? Uh, Tim, you go first this time.
3: Uh, I'm going to go with C. All
0: right. That's what I would have gone with. Um, <laughs> this just screams like. Americana, tourist trap, sort of stuff. Uh, what was the first one again? It was constellations, and then what was the first? Circus one? acts. Circus acts. Yeah,
1: circus acts. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'll go. Uh, I really don't think it's either of these. I think Tim has it, so I'm gonna go with the circus acts because that's at least more
1: colorful. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Sky. You are correct. American history, including Abraham Lincoln and American flags. Uh, the rest of the uh, the information that I okay. Uh, the faces of Civil War soldiers, Lincoln, Stalin, Marilyn Monroe, Native Americans, and kaleidoscopic patterns of American flags. Right. Loud synths and corporate guitar riffs.
3: Did uh, you say blend, corporate guitar riffs?
1: It says corporate guitar like, riffs blend one era seamlessly into the next. Corporate guitar the presentation riffs. Finally, the presentation finally lands its rhythm with a whirling pattern of marijuana leaves... And audio snippets from Martin Luther King's I Have a what? Dream. So, there's that. Uh, finally, last question. Uh, Sky, you get, to, <laughs> you get to lead us off. Uh, what business shares space with the world's largest tele- telescope location? Is it A, IntelliKids Crafts? Is it B, Emerson Resort and Spa? Or is it C? grandpa's cheese barn
0: oh my god (laughs) i gotta go grandpa's cheese barn
1: okay tim
3: Uh, i'm gonna go with b emerson resort and Spa.
1: all right uh sky i'm so sorry i know but it's so good here's the thing well you know you, you see i'm glad that you want to believe in a world that has this as well uh because grandpa's cheese barn does exist it's a real place yeah uh, you can go there. It's in Ohio, though. Oh, really?
0: Yep. Is it close it's to on the you? way to
1: Columbus. Yes.
0: Oh, We well. see it
1: every time we drive down to Columbus.
0: You, do you, you stop every time? Cheese barn is one word. Guys, cheese barn yes. is one
1: word. Yes. Do you not? Have you never heard of Grandpa's Cheese Barn no. before? Cause it's a It's, it's a big deal It's too far south
0: because we don't go that. Like, I see why yeah. you would see it, but yeah, it's. Mm. We go up, we do the ninety eighty sort of thing. This mouse is terrifying. <laughs> have you Who stopped at this place before
1: once but it was closed we were stopping this to see if like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously
3: <laughs> it's obviously a mass it's not it's not a, um it's an illustration yeah but it's an illustration of someone who's obviously dressed up as a mouse in a mascot suit yes yeah, so it's not like the actual mascot around.
0: mouse Right, they want yeah, they want I mean, you to that's... believe like, oh, when you see this mascot mouse in here, we like, can't we can't have the, the kids
3: believing that this thing actually exists.
0: So I'm looking at a photo of this. <laughs> oh, there's so much cheese. Oh my yeah. gosh! And I'm zooming in, and there's yeah. there's a sign here that just says "Grandpa's Summertime Heat" in um, <laughs> exclamation uh-huh. marks, and I don't want that. No thanks. Uh, I'll Are pass. you sure? I mean, I'll pass on Grandpa's summertime sweet heat. and sweet and spicy Pepado. De- oh man
3: and then there's uh, there's just like the letters cheese born hanging from a tree in a mural <laughs> in the back I love Skyrim yes. yeah <laughs> uh, um,
2: I can see why hey, you would only I,
0: stop here once because like this well, <laughs> two lactose intolerant goat people goat gouda yeah um, oh, they just have grilling cheese I want grilling cheese Grandpa's popcorn. Yeah. Thanks for popping.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a mural of Grandpa. He just has a big knife and like a bigger thing of cheese.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, this there's just has so a much. Green rind. I've never seen a cheese Gr- with a green rind.
3: <laughs> Grandpa's where's Colby game.
1: Oh my god.
3: Purchase um, your goodness. Colby mouse. Take Colby cruising with you. Share a picture yeah. of Colby on our Facebook using hashtag Where's Colby, win awesome
1: prizes! Wow, I did not expect Grandpa's Cheese Barn to upstage the world world's largest kaleidoscope on my own podcast.
3: Yep. Sorry,
1: this was my own fault. I should have seen this coming. There's so many waltz. photos
0: branded peaches.
1: So the uh, yeah, so I I do have. I, I have a YouTube link to share with you of the world's largest kaleidoscope. Um, but also, uh, I want you guys to guess. Uh, I, I, I did have a a, um, a, uh, oh, a, oh, a, a tiebreaker right? that we didn't get to use. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> it was, in fact, it is, in fact, <laughs> the Emerson Resort and Spa, okay. which I mean, like, I, I was the, part of the thing that actually brought me there to begin with was when I looked up uh, the world's largest tele, uh, kaleidoscope. What popped up was the Emerson Resort and Spa. I was like, what? And then I clicked on it and it was like, the world's largest kaleidoscope. I saw attached to the Emerson Resort and Spa. By the way, I,
3: like, I, I want to make a correction. Uh, obviously, it doesn't say cheese born. It says cheese barn. Oh, yeah. That only makes sense.
2: <laughs> but it also uh.
3: says during grandpa's day, the mice
0: will play. Hell yeah. This what would, does that mean, Tim? This would add half an. If we were going to go visit Kyle, this would add half an hour to our trip. Heck yeah,
1: but it would be I worth think it. So
0: there's also a sweeties yeah. thing I saw. There's like a candy store next to it. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to do it. These just keep going. I do not like the sound <laughs> in this video. Oh my god, <laughs> are, are you? You should have me. <laughs>
1: oh no. <laughs> so I sent over for the listener i sent over the uh the world's largest kaleidoscope uh youtube video there is a one minute some clip of the of the uh of what of the experience and uh it is an experience it is just a resounding thrumming like, um, hum
3: yeah this is obviously a creepy
0: pasta a r g <laughs> At six, no, it's real. At sixteen <laughs> seconds, you can hear a, a lady say, "Oh, cool." <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I missed that. That's really good. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a real thing. I, I hate this I,
0: so much. I,
1: do you? Good.
0: I sh- maybe <laughs> if I didn't watch all of Eva before this, <laughs> I wouldn't be having this experience. But this hurts
1: me. Mm, yeah, it's upsetting. Um but that was the other thing that convinced me that this was necessary. Yeah. I had to do Skye, this. Sky
3: please please uh put the the this background sound from this video.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Cut fine. that into this portion just, right now. Just drop uh, like 10 of seconds of it say. just real just so the audience sense. will understand. <laughs> uh, talk Ooh. about How, make sure you include um, the oh cool. <laughs> there oh, people cool. weren't understanding. Oh the way that this works is you go in and you like lay on the floor on these little reclining pads and you look up at the at the ceiling right where the kaleidoscope is and um someone wasn't like understanding what you were supposed to do they were like looking at things on the walls hmm. and uh there and there the review was like my grandma would not look at the ceiling and that was that was it i was like okay well this is a weird place and i like it um also in the uh kaleidoscope store at the end of it um, they have uh, they have the world's smallest kaleidoscope, so as well. But that does not that is not Guinness approved. So that they're just they're just claiming that one. How much you want, how, how much do you think you guys would pay for for that experience at the uh, world's largest kaleidoscope?
0: Five dollars.
1: You are correct, sir. There you go. Yeah, it is exactly five dollars. I have
0: I have a one star review here from Dustin Morgan. Oh, uh, of the oh gra- of Grandpa's Cheese Barn from a month ago. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Dustin writes, it's great except they need to bring back the original maple cheddar to make my wife happy. I disappoint her enough on my own. Help <laughs> me out, Grandpa's Whoa. Cheese Barn. Whoa, <laughs> that's a one star review.
1: That got real, Dustin.
0: <laughs> one star review from Kat Sakuna. Loved going here, trying out different cheeses, taste free samples. One star.
1: One star? Yes. Maybe they got it wrong. Jeff Maybe Campbell, they thought it was one like...
0: star. Very expensive.
1: Mm. What? Okay, that, see, that that I believe more. Like, I feel like the other one was like, yeah, one star is great, you know?
0: I have one here from Denise Moore, one star. Overpriced and super crowded. I think people stop there because of the free samples. I wouldn't touch them because samples are just sitting out, uncovered, and not monitored in any way. Real germ opportunity, exclamation <laughs> mark. We bought some cheese, though. Eh, nothing special much better cheese available at my local stores won't return. Then we have a response from from the owner. Hello Denise, we aren't sure that you were <laughs> at the right place. Exclamation <laughs> mark. Perhaps stop here on our anniversary celebration this summer as we celebrate 40 utterly aws, utterly spelled like utter's. No, yeah, no, of course it is. 40 utterly awesome years utterly. in business. Grandpa and team. I like and how team. he's like, "Hey, you had a bad experience." You must, have, you must have been at the other cheese barn. Not grandpa's.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is clearly uh Grandpa's cheese barn. I mean, it's a, you know, it's it's well known as a uh, you know yeah. uh, a knockoff.
3: Yikes. So that's I don't that's not really good that's not good uh not good <laughs> customer service there, honestly. No. Oh, you must have been wrong. <laughs> Oh my oh wow. So hey rooftop wow, wow. roof gardens, right?
1: Yeah Tim, tell us about these roof gardens. Sure um,
3: uh, the practice of cultivating food on the rooftop of buildings is sometimes referred to as rooftop farming. Usually done using green roof, I guess greenhouses on roofs. The naming the naming, <laughs> well, the naming uh, method for roof gardening is not on point. Uh, hydroponics aeroponics or air dinaponic systems or container gardens tupperware gardens (laughs) humans have grown plants atop structures since the ziggurats of ancient mesopotamia
1: i really enjoyed that um
3: notice there's nothing here about uh oh no roman well roman byzantine there it is is. yeah sorry uh example in roman times was the villa of the mysteries in pompeii which had an elevated terrace where plants were grown. Uh, among mm-hmm. the seven wonders of the ancient world, the hanging gardens of Babylon are often depicted <laughs> as tall structures holding vegetation, even immense trees. Uh, roof gardens are most often found in urban environments. Yeah.
1: Just, I mean, where there are roofs. Plants
3: have the ability to reduce the overall heat absorption of the building, which reduces energy consumption. That's cool. Um a study of the National Research Council of Canada showed the differences between roofs with gardens and roofs without gardens against temperature. Study shows temperature effects on different layers of each roof at different times of the day. Roof gardens are obviously very beneficial in reducing the effects of temperature against roofs without gardens Quote, if widely adopted, rooftop gardens could reduce the urban heat island which would decrease smog episodes. Problems associated with heat stress and further lower energy consumption. So talk to your landlord about planting moss on your roof.
1: Mm. Uh, Well, they actually show, if you go to the bottom here on the gallery, they actually show a bunch of rooftop gardens and a bunch of them really look interesting. I mean, there are some that are like, uh, yeah, some grass grown on the roof, but there are some with like full hedges and I like the little Zen roof garden. The tiny, yeah, the small Zen good. roof garden is so nice. Meyer it,
0: Gardens actually just added a rooftop garden. Oh, they did. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool.
1: Um, but yeah, I really like. Uh, I really like the look of rooftop gardens, and I think they're a neat idea. I I, I would love cool. to see people, you know, take those on more. All right.
0: Um,
3: so uh, I want to go to um, back in history. It says uh, <laughs> the medieval Egyptian back city. Back in
1: history. Hmm? Nothing.
3: The medieval Egyptian Go city on. of Fustat had a number of high rise buildings that Nasir Khusra in the early eleventh century described as rising up to fourteen stories, with roof gardens in the top story complete with ox drawn water wheels for irrigating them. So wow. a water wheel is like a kaleidoscope
0: <laughs> in that they both turn. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing.
1: What what really? Yep, I was wow. like Maybe
0: water wheel. Yep. But not now.
1: Wow. That's incredible. I'm very impressed.
0: Now, instead, I'm going to click on Living Machine. The related idea of a living machine is based on the most basic cycle of gardening, using waste. I do, actually. Appropriately broken down.
1: Yeah. I really like the concept of, or the word phrase, like, living machine, like, whoa. I mean, that's intense. So, but yes, uh, we, all right. So, Water Wheel for Tim, Living Machine for Sky uh i think yeah i thought there was going to be something else on here yeah there was something else i wanted to mention but i don't remember what it is so we'll come back later water wheel
3: okay water wheel is machine for converting the energy of flowing or falling water into useful forms of power often in a water mill
1: mm-hmm. water is a useful form of power on its own Sure. that's not
3: uh water wheel consists of a wheel usually constructed from wood or metal with a number of blades or buckets arranged on the outside rim, forming the driving surface.
1: Water is necessary to that, though. Like, why isn't water one of the parts that it lists?
3: I I think it's just assumed. Like,
1: just... Like, have... Well, I mean, if you're going to assume one, you should assume... Like, if you assume you have the water, you should assume you have the wheel. Is what I'm saying.
3: Cool. Uh, (laughs) Some water wheels are fed by water from a mill pond. Which is formed when a flowing stream is dammed. A channel for the water flowing to or from a water wheel is called a mill race. The race bringing water from the mill pond to the water wheel is a head race. The one carrying water after it has left the wheel is commonly referred to as a tail race.
1: Wow, I did not know. They
3: have names for a lot of stuff here.
1: Well, I mean, if you use a thing every day, all the time.
3: Different types of uh, water wheels. There's the stream one, which is basically you just kind of dip the bottom into the stream and have it turn that way. There's the undershot, where <laughs> the water hits the wheel low down, typically in the bottom quarter. Yeah. There's the breast shot, which is it hits the wheel roughly central, typically between one quarter and three quarters of the height. There's the back shot, which it just drops down on it and takes it, takes it down back. Uh, there's the overshot where it hits it and uh, pushes it forward. And I bet I bet watermill owners fight over this like people fight over toilet paper placement.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> do you do you backshot or overshot?
2: Oh.
1: Yeah. I mean, it feels like yeah, it feels like some of these are just basically it would it would just be determined by where you were standing like one way it is if you're standing in one place it's the back shot and the other way it's the overshot like Mm -hmm. because yeah it's right either right or left
3: so i would have say that water wheels are pretty uh they always look nice they always put them in rustic areas uh man there's so much on this page
1: it is a very extensive page. I was really surprised there would be this much. Although, technically speaking, again, this is a thing that humans have used forever. So, like, of course we have lots of names for it and lots of information about it. Right.
3: But how do I get two kaleidoscopes from here?
1: Well, you're the one who picked this page, so I don't know, it man. It
3: doesn't mean it was a good idea.
1: Hmm. Uh,
3: Alexander's Conquest. What? <laughs>
1: There's a lot of options. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, man, there's math in here. Oh, no.
1: What? <laughs> 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 Talking is, about
3: wheel power.
1: It, it, it uh, sneaks up on us all the time. Yep. Uh, da,
3: da, 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 da. Water turbines. National State Museum in Lambrus, North Wales. Mm, no. <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci. Did he do stuff with kaleidoscopes? <laughs> he did stuff with everything.
1: <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah, I was about to say.
3: Did he have a good kaleidoscope game? I think I'm actually going to go there. I'm going to go to Leonardo da Vinci.
1: Wow, wow. okay. Yeah. Alright, That sure. <laughs> Give me a second to figure out where... Where is he in
2: this?
3: Oh, he is... um Sorry. Should I let you know, under 17th and 18th century Europe.
1: I found him. Okay, well, Leonardo, Leonardo da, da Vinci, Vinci
3: also discussed water power, noting the blow of the water is not weight, but excites a power of weight almost equal to its own power.
1: Well, Tim, I looked it yeah. up, and the uh, and uh, yeah, I looked it up, and there there doesn't seem to be a huge like uh, discussion about the types of uh, of water wheels as to which one is the best. But it's all about uh what you need them for. Like the overshot is gives you the greatest possible distance for the weight of the water to do its work, which makes the wheels very efficient, with ratings of eighty percent to ninety percent possible, which I mean that's just ridiculous. Nice. Um, but if you can only uh manage to build a head of water of some six to eight feet, you should do a brush shot wheel because that gives it uh that gives it the best chance to uh to get leverage there. Um, and then, uh, if you have no slope, that's where you do the undershot. Because otherwise, I mean, obviously, I mean, you, you see where that goes.
0: Mm-hmm. Indeed.
1: As you look at the uh, various types of water wheel, you'll see that they have characteristic bucket shapes. Oh no, I'm not. Even, I'm not getting into the bucket shape. Sorry, that's too deep. Oh. Ooh. Sorry. That's a, okay. that's a water pun. Deep. and sky living machine
0: uh keith stone says don't waste your time shopping a very expensive roadside tourist attraction cheese samples sky, are, son of are available ah! but the i will is take sold this away two here. ounce packages at a high price response from the owner hi keith we're sorry to hear you didn't <laughs> think our shop was worth it the cheese barn has thousands of fans that can't wait to get back we can, wow. we can cut the cheese at the counter in any size you would like for future reference and we don't sell anything at two ounces, so I'm not sure what you were looking at there. We even have the big blocks and wheels, exclamation mark. Hopefully you at least tried our famous Sweeties chocolates next door on your way out, Grandpa and team. Wow. Living machine is very boring. I thought it would be this cool, like, broad category, but it's just okay. a trademark and brand name for a patented form of ecological sewage treatment designed to mimic the cleansing functions of wetlands. Wow. It's similar to Solar Aquatic Systems, which is also a brand name. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, it's not great. Um, the Living Machine but is an like... intensive biomediation system that can also produce beneficial byproducts, such as refuse quality water or <laughs> reuse. <laughs> I'm like, wait, refuse quality? Well, that's not great, but it's reuse quality water. Ornamental plants and plant byproducts for building material, energy, biomass, and animal field feed. Uh, aquatic and wetland plants, bacteria, algae, protozoa, plankton, snails, and other organisms are used in the system to provide specific cleansing or trophic functions. The design theory, um, there's like a bunch of stuff here. It compares okay. it to conventional treatment. Oh, this is really boring, but you know what I'm, you know what it is. It's like using <laughs> plants and shit to like clean water. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> um. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's about, there's nothing in here that are great. Uh Public sanitation and equitable access to water is very poor in very poor countries are grave problems. Living machines could be a low capital approach to treating and recycling water. But skilled a biologists may be a, a limited but skilled biologists may be a limited resource as well. What are mm. are the skilled biologists dying off? Like what do you mean? <laughs>
1: uh, They're they are endangered actually, Sky.
0: And then it says, okay, so that's you know Those are two sentences, and the sentence that follows it up in the same paragraph is, a brick pool living machine was built by Americans in Auroville, Indiana. What? (laughs) What? I mean... I don't understand. But I'm going to click on uh, bacteria.
1: You're not going to click on heavy metals.
0: That's pretty good. But I'm gonna click on bacteria. Cause you know what you look okay, at bacteria fine. with?
1: What What do you look at bacteria with? Kaleidoscopes. Oh.
0: Microscopes. Noser scopes. I
1: really, I really feel like it should be kaleidoscopes.
0: Micro kaleidoscopes.
1: Yeah. See. It would have been a good idea. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Anyway. Um. All right. So you're clicking on bacteria. Hey Tim. Let's go all you the know. way to Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. This is what I, I, call, I, I control you
3: know, F's kaleidoscopes. He did not create them. Really? Yep.
1: Uh, this is what I call like a hard reset in our, in our game. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. I mean, to Let's go honest, all the way. <laughs>
0: yeah, I just call this cruising. Leonardo da Vinci is like, <laughs> we need a word for like somewhere here. It's just like, it could go anywhere.
1: Oh, he's a Kevin Bacon, for sure. Yeah,
0: he's a Kevin Bacon.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, Leonardo
0: I mean, Di Serpiero da Vinci
3: also known as leonardo da vinci or simply leonardo
1: or leo to his friends yep or the vinster Uh,
3: the vinster oh man (laughs) that'd be so good uh so uh just a a few elements of his life here uh leonardo's early life has been the subject of historical conjecture Vasari, the 16th century biographer of renaissance painters tells a story of Leonardo as a very young man. A local peasant made himself a round shield and requested that Sir Piero have it painted for him. Leonardo, inspired by the story of Medusa, responded with a painting of a monster spitting fire that was so terrifying that his father (laughs) bought a different shield to give to the peasant and sold Leonardo's to a Florentine art dealer for a hundred Ducats, who in turn sold it to the Duke of Milan. Okay, Mm -hmm. sure. What I really want to go to, though, is the uh, heading, subheading, Old Age and Death. Got it. Uh, In 1512, Leonardo was working on plans for an equestrian monument for Gian Giacomo Trevolzio. Sure. This was prevented by an invasion of a confederation of Swiss, Spanish, and Venetian forces, as happens. Right. Which drove the French from Milan. Leonardo stayed in Milan, spending several months in 1513 at the Medici's Vep... Vaprio de Via In March of that year Lorenzo de' Medici's son Giovanni assumed the papacy as Leo the Tenth.
2: Sure.
3: Leonardo sure. went to Rome that September where he was received by the Pope's brother Giano, Blah Blah. blah. Yeah. Um let's see here. Leonardo was given to an death? allowance allowance of thirty three Ducats a month.
1: Well, wait. and what? according to Yeah. No no, keep going.
3: Uh, and according to Vasari, decorated a lizard with scales dipped in quicksilver. What? The Pope gave him a painting commission of unknown subject matter, but canceled it impatiently when the artist set about developing a new kind of varnish. Sorry, Pope. <laughs> but I'm really busy developing a new kind of varnish.
1: Well, he wanted to make sure he had things covered. Oof. Uh um, What? Wow. This is what you get. See, this is why you should be glad and then, when, when okay, Audacity okay. does skip out on me.
3: Just a few sentences later Leonardo died at, uh, on May 2nd, 1519, at the age of 67, possibly of a stroke. Sure. Francis I had become a close friend. Vasari describes Leonardo as lamenting on his deathbed, full of repentance, that he had offended against God and men by failing to practice his art as he should have done. <laughs> you it's, can't.
1: Leonardo. You, can't, you know.
3: Did you make the varnish, though, Leo?
1: Yeah. Leonardo believed all his life that he was meant to paint cats. Mm. Just portraits and portraits of cats more <laughs> over and over. And uh, he was like, no, I want to paint humans. Yep. But God kept calling him, and like, cat.
3: Vasari also records that the king held Leonardo's head in his arms as he died, although the story may be a legend rather than fact.
2: Mm. In accordance sounds- with his
3: will, 60 beggars carrying... Tapers, t e t a p e r s not not like tapiers.
1: I wish it was tapiers. Oh, that'd be
3: though. great. Followed his gasket
1: Um, <clears throat> buried
3: in Collegiate Church of Saint Florentine in Chateau de Rose in France. Great. Um, yeah. So there's man, the guy did a lot of stuff.
1: Sure did. Did tons and tons of stuff. Wasn't
3: sure you were aware of that.
1: Yeah? I've heard. I've heard.
3: I was kind of hoping there'd be something here that would link to, like, glass or sure, maybe even stained glass. Yeah. But maybe he didn't do that. No. He was too busy with his varnish.
1: He did a lot of things, but I don't believe he worked in stained glass.
3: Uh, He could have.
1: I mean, I'm certain he could have, yes.
3: He made that, he had designed, you know, the image of that flying flappy screwy thing. Wow. Yep. That's what he called it.
1: I mean, if you read well, that's what it says backward and, and reversed. Yes.
3: Um mm-hmm. uh, Salvatore Mundi, a painting by Leonardo depicting Jesus holding an orb.
1: Orb. Just an orb. It's the globe is what he's what he means.
3: Orb. <laughs> Sold for a world record four hundred fifty point three million dollars at a Christie's auction in New York on november fifteenth, twenty seventeen. Amazing. The highest pre- price previously paid for a work of art at auction was Pablo Picasso's Les Femmes de Algeria, which sold for 179.4 million. Mm. So that just shattered that. I want to see this. No, it is just it is an orb. It is it's on, not. It's not the world. It is a glass orb.
1: Sounds like <laughs> an orb record to me. I don't know.
3: It's it's Jesus holding an orb. Okay, and doing that that thing with his hand that oh, he does yeah. in all the paintings,
2: yeah,
0: the anime thing, yeah. <laughs> the... <laughs>
1: Did you say
2: anime thing? Yeah.
1: Wait, what,
0: guys? You're gonna feel silly.
1: <laughs> I I'm gonna feel silly. Uh, it is. Mm, uh, okay, it's a little the anime thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Sky. Fine.
3: Okay, I'm going to regret this a
1: lot. Good, that's what we're all about on this show. Regrets.
3: I am going to go.
1: Oh dang it, Sky!
3: Geometry.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're gonna regret that. That's gonna be regret it. I told you. Gonna be be a great page. Can't wait for this one.
0: I bet you're right there though.
1: Bacteria, Sky.
0: Bacteria. Hannah White. Two stars. It was very touristy. (laughs) that sells more cheap gift items than cheese, unimpressed with the selection of cheese given how much they advertise. Hi, Hannah. Mm. We have over 100 cheese varieties, so I'm not sure what you were looking for, but I can guarantee that we sell more cheese than anyone else as we are Grandpa's Cheese Barn, all in
2: capitals.
0: (laughs) Come back for a visit the last weekend in July for our anniversary celebration as we celebrate 40 utterly awesome years in business. And I'm make sure you visit way. our second floor, where the cheese counter is, Christian, Grandpa's Cheese Barn. So this one is signed by Christian, not just Grandpa. And yeah, team, specifically Christian. So,
1: uh, so the, the 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 cheese hole goes deeper.
0: Yeah, bacteria. They're they're a type of biological cell. They constitute a large domain of prokaryotic pro. Yep, <laughs> micro yep. microorganisms. Uh-huh. They're only like a few micrometers in length. They have a number of shapes. They can be spheres. They can be rods. They can be spirals. Just mixing that up. They're among the first life forms on Earth and are present in most of its habitats. They're all over us, and inside of us,
1: and just are us.
0: Once regarded as plants, <laughs> we're so stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, bacteria are now classified as prokaryotes. <laughs> you know what that means means they don't contain a nucleus and rarely harbor yeah. membrane-bound organelles. They don't F with that shit.
1: Who needs organelles? We do. Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, although the term bacteria traditionally included all prokaryotes, the scientific classification changed after the discovery in the 1990s that prokaryotes consist of two very different groups of organisms that evolved from an ancient common ancestor. These evolutionary domains are called bacteria and archi- archeria. Sure. You know what, what the world bacteri- you. where the word bacteria comes from? It's New Latin for bacterium.
1: Well, what does that mean?
0: It's That comes from the Greek for bacterion.
1: A bacterion?
0: Yes, the diminutive mm. of bacteria, meaning staff or cane, because the first ones to be discovered were rod-shaped.
1: Oh. Gross. Good. Cool. <laughs> Weird. Disgusting.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of them on here. They grow. They reproduce.
1: Yeah, seems important.
0: Yep. They move. You know, you got that flagellum and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we all went. We all took biology.
1: I I remember listening to several podcasts about you know, like your your stomach flora and everything, and like how much of it is the yeah, you know, like how much of you is you, and how much of you is, is like 50% just fifty percent or something weird? It's terrible. I don't remember that specifically, but just it sounded terrible. Like I might, you might just not be yourself. It might just be you know you're, the, yeah. the way you feel about things could just be a reaction of a bunch of little bugs inside you being like, I don't like that thing. It's I like true. this thing, and altering your chemistry otherwise. Okay. <laughs>
0: um. Bacteria were first observed by the Dutch micros, microscopist. Is that what that word? Micro microscopist. <laughs> microscopist. Microscopist. That maybe. It does not sound. It doesn't sound good, however
3: way you pronounce it. It is microscopist. Microscopist.
0: It's
1: probably microscopist. And Van but...
0: Leeuwenhoek. <laughs> uh in 1676 using a single as microscope of his own design he then published his observation in a series of letters how do you think those like they're like hey so like i saw a bunch of like little things wiggling around <laughs> they're totally there trust me mm. huh. um
1: yeah so we've been arguing about so uh i know you guys have been arguing about the number of angels that can dance on the pin but i but i have something completely wild for you <laughs>
0: Is it angels? You were, you
1: were, you were close. You were close. They are dancing, but they are not angels. Um,
0: you. So I'm going to click on microscope. It's linked here. Okay. Single lens microscope.
1: Microscope. Yep, there it is. Doop. Kate. Hey. All right, Tim. Talk to me about geometry. Geometries. Hit me with those shapes.
3: Yep. Um, geometry arose independently in a number of early cultures as a practical way for dealing with lengths, areas, and volumes. Seems reasonable. Oh, man, we got all these lengths, areas, and volumes, and we just don't know what to do with them.
1: (laughs) Why can't I hold all these lengths?
3: Yep. Well, you got good news, pal. I just created a little something called geometry. (laughs) Uh, by the 3rd century BC, geometry was put into an axiomatic form by Euclid, okay. whose treatment Euclid's elements set a standard for many centuries to follow. It arose independently in India, with texts providing rules for geometric constructions appearing as early as the 3rd century BC. Islamic scientists preserved Greek ideas and expanded on them during the Middle Ages. By the early 17th century, geometry had been put on a solid analytic footing by mathematicians such as uh, Rene Descartes and Pierre de Fermat. Since then and into modern times, geometry has expanded into non-Euclidean geometry and manifolds, describing spaces that lie beyond the normal range of human experience.
1: Why is that cited?
3: (laughs) It is a global party, my friends. Oh my goodness. If you want to unite... The nations you do it through geometry
1: Mm. well i mean you would i mean you'd do it through a series of planes i suppose and Mm. you know maybe
3: yep points and curves and matrices and a bunch of other words that i can say but honestly (laughs) don't know the definition of
1: you know that's fair i i appreciate that uh so
3: what i came here for though Um, The following are some of the most important concepts in geometry. Points. (laughs) Fundamental (laughs) objects in Euclidean geometry. They have been defined in a variety of ways, including Euclid's definition as that which has no part. And through the use of algebra or nested sets in many areas of geometry, such as analytic geometry, differential geometry, and topology, all objects are considered to be built up from points. Points
1: but like okay
3: you have enough points you can turn them in for an object good
1: very good thank you there we go
3: and then there's lines which is just uh lies equally with respect to the points on itself okay it's just a bunch of points all (laughs) together
1: just just going on in in a indeterminate direction or a determinate direction forever
3: but what i think i came here for
1: yeah what did you come here for tim
3: fractals
1: what i
3: don't know what fractals are okay like, i can't define them but i know they look kaleidoscopic
1: oh boy so okay. i
3: clicking on fractal geometry
1: fractal... fractal up here it is all right fractal geometry And if we don't get through here without at least one good, like, uh, euphemism there, then I don't know what we're doing here, Tim. Mm -hmm. Uh, But microscope.
0: Microscope. Uh,
1: Oh, it's so cute. It's a
0: cute instrument.
1: Well, the name of it um, specifically means just to (laughs) small and to look or see. Like, uh, oh, you're just a small look-see. Yep.
0: It's used to see objects that are too small to be seen by the naked eye. Microscopy is the science of investigating small objects and structures using such an instrument. Microscopic means invisible to the eye unless aided by a microscope. So there's a lot of types of microscopes. And we could go through them. And there's some cool-looking ones here. There's really? a Carl Zeiss binocular compound microscope, which just looks oh, like dang. something I want to have on, like, my shelf. Yeah. Um, it's very neat. Uh, I hear the compound microscope.
1: Yeah, I hear the compound microscopes are a lot harder to shoot than the, than the or a lot easier to shoot than the uh, recurve. Ah, nice. That's um, an
0: archery joke for everyone.
1: Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Our
1: listener will enjoy that. <laughs> yes.
0: um, there's a bunch of microscopes. There's like scanning probe microscopes, electron microscopes, um, fluorescent microscopes, x-ray microscopes but I, I, the one I want to talk about is an optical here because it's the most common type of microscope. And it's the yeah, first it's... invented, just a straight-up lens that lets you see little guys. Um, <laughs> and I'm not going to talk too much about it because I'm going to be clicking... It's not on here. Kaleidoscope's not on here. Like, the scope part, I'm not sure is on here. Wait, what? There's, le- there's mirror. Sky. Dang it. What?
1: Wait, I did. We, oh, Tim, can you hear me?
0: Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay, so
1: we lost Sky. You can't hear me. Oh boy.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't. Hopefully, hear. I, he I had heard, heard him, hear. him breaking
1: up a bit. Yeah, same. I hope he was able to say what he's got.
0: I can say what I got. I'm right here. Mm-hmm. They just can't we'll hear me. We'll figure it out. It'll be okay. Listener, they can't hear me, but you and I mm, no. know that I'm here. So <laughs> <Okay>.
1: uh fractals. <laughs> yep. You're going to, I mean, we're not going to that just yet, but what? It, we're, we're going to have to do at least like one, like what the fuck. <laughs> Why can't you hear me? You feel like that's going to happen, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, you're not going to?
3: I don't know how I can massage that in naturally.
1: <laughs> Tim. Yep. Hey, Hey, Tim. welcome back. Wait, is he back? I thought I heard him. I did too. He's huh. He does still appear to be online.
0: I'm back. Yep hey welcome back again i can hear you guys that whole time
1: oh <laughs> no like,
0: hey i'm here what <laughs> i'm clicking on oh man i'm clicking on um op- optic optical microscope just okay. optical
1: microscope
0: yes because i okay. i want to get to like scope or i want to get to mirror <laughs> and
1: neither <laughs> nice. are on here those are all good choices though tim hit me with those fractals Oh, boy From shapes to fractals.
3: In mathematics, a fractal is a subset of a Euclidean space for which the Hausdorff dimension strictly exceeds the topological dimension.
1: I really hated this part of Guardians of the Galaxy.
3: Uh fractals tend to appear nearly the same at different levels, as is illustrated here in the successively small magnifications of the Mandelbrot set. Here where
1: it's in the it's in the, oh. the images to the right. I think. Okay. There, uh, for the for the listener, it's just a series of like seemingly repeated shapes. Yeah. I don't really understand what they're there's a square around one set to show what it is, but I don't understand fractals well enough to understand what they're trying to set off there. Mm-hmm.
3: Fractal patterns with various degrees of self-similarity have been rendered or studied in images, structures, and sounds, and found in nature, technology, art, architecture, and law.
1: Whoa, what? What? Uh, you had me up until law.
3: Uh, it says law.
1: Is it... is it... is it uh, cited? I'm very curious. Uh, yes. Alright, hang on a second. Uh,
3: the law is a fractal. The attempt to anticipate everything... Loyola University Chicago Law Journal.
1: Oh my what? gosh. This is yeah. amazing. What's I would the source. The thing is, I I'm upset about this, but I would read the heck out of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What are you what are you doing, Tim?
3: Uh I'm looking at the list of applications in technology. Okay. Um
1: Collins
3: right there. He oh. oh, no which humans t-shirts? appear to be especially well adapted to processing fractal patterns with d values between 1.3 and 1.5 when humans view fractal patterns with d values between 1.3 and 1.5 this tends to reduce physiological stress
1: are they referring So to the, the next time you're ratio? feeling
3: next time you're feeling stressed yeah you just go up to the art store or something I don't know <laughs> and Your buy some local mathematician buy some... be like man could I please get a fractal pattern with a D value between 1.3 and 1.5?
1: Like, excuse me. Perhaps I, something a
3: little closer to 1.3. I'm trying. Yes, please. I'm trying, trying to, to keep things light. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I think they're just talking about the golden ratio there, but yes. Mm-hmm. So these applications in technology, like, yeah, a bunch of them make sense as far as like fractal antennas and digital imaging and architecture, urban growth. But then, like, T-shirts and other fashion are in ah. here, too. And that's, I'm just curious now.
3: Yep. Um, I mean, I'm not going to click on T-shirt. Come on, Tim. No, it's <laughs> not going to explain fractals. It's just It just takes you to T-shirt.
1: Fine. Computer oh. and
3: video game design. No.
1: Uh, under the sea also, there's power law and... <laughs>
3: Power I really law. Don't know
1: what that is there's a oh. random walk what is oh okay, yeah this these are all just Strange
3: yeah, these are mathematical
1: loop. objects, okay, sorry, I stand corrected, these have badass names, but are in fact math
3: i uh detecting life as we don't know it by fractal analysis, okay. oh my gosh. damn, I, Tim, where are you going? I don't know, none all of this right. is taking me anywhere search and rescue
1: uh i've got romanesco broccoli here what i've got ocean waves oh
3: wait ornaments oh that's ornament art
1: Mm. Mm. you were close though
3: that's not gonna be like christmas tree ornaments is it
1: i doubt it
3: Uh, i'm still gonna go there okay Maybe I might get to stained glass, and that might help.
1: That's not a bad idea, actually. Oh yeah, okay,
0: that's pretty good. Uh, All right, Sky. Here I am. Optical, optical microscope.
1: Oh, are you are you done with Grandpa's cheese bar now? Is that? Are we? Are I'm in three stars.
0: Nothing's great. Is nothing's great. <laughs> Gosh, uh, they think everyone thinks it's so expensive, and it's like probably. <laughs> One guy says. Hey, Ted Vertolia, average cheese stop shop, a little pricey. And then wow. <laughs> Mira Bixler says three stars. It is really strange. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Uh, nope, this one isn't worth mentioning. So no, nope. Okay. Yeah, I mean optical microscope. You know it. It's light based microscope. I've got light here. I could click on. Yeah. Got mirror. There's a cool, the oldest published image known to have been made with a microscope. It's bees. (laughs) 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 Bees by Francesco Stelluti in 1630, (laughs) and it's just these. It's just
1: these. It's just diagrams diagrams of bees. Yeah. Yeah, It is. Hey,
0: I saw these real up close. This is how they look.
1: I took a small looky at these bees. Yes. Uh is uh Anthony uh van Leeuwenhoek uh is credited with bringing the microscope to the attention of biologists even though s- simple magnifying lenses were already being produced in the 16th century. Uh their homemade microscopes were simple microscopes with a single uh, with a single very small yet strong lens i I like how much work that comma is doing there of of like guys, no, you don't understand how small yet strong this this lens was.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't understand the power of this. It lens. was
1: small yet strong, yes, they were awkward in use, but enabled van Leeuwenhoek to see detailed image images. oh man, it makes them sound so noble.
0: <laughs> it's very good. Uh, it talks about a bunch of the pieces and components. Okay. What you need is an eyepiece. You need an objective turret, revolver, or revolving nose piece to hold multiple <laughs> objective lenses.
1: That sounds painful. <laughs> and then
0: you need the objective lenses. Uh, yeah. Throw some knobs in there, some focus knobs, maybe a yeah, course adjustment just... and a fine adjustment knob. Okay. How about a stage to hold the specimen? Specimen and let Ooh. them really do their thing. You know, light hold source, which is. is a light or a mirror. Mm-hmm. A diaphragm. Diaphragm. A diaphragm. A diaphragm, diaphragm. Is that diaphragm?
1: Condenser.
0: Yeah. It is it is. How you spell that? With a G at the end. That's how you
1: spell it. Weird. A diaphragm. Hm. Yes.
0: And a condenser, and then a mechanical stage. That's all you need.
1: Seems reasonable to me. Mm-hmm. That sounds like your basic microscope.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to find anything exciting on here. No, There's it not. is
1: not. There's no.
0: I'm going to click on light. I've got light or mirror. Ooh. And I think I'm just clicking light. Light seems Ooh. very broad. I'm kind of
1: tempted to go mirror. I mean, yeah, light is like extremely broad. I actually don't extremely know
0: if use the... mirrors. I assume they do. Okay. But
1: uh, while we do that, light's happening. I'm oh, sorry, go on. I'm clicking yeah. on light. light. Light is happening. Light's always happening. Tim. Talk to me about ornaments.
3: Uh, Oh, no. In architecture and decorative art, ornament is a decoration used to embellish parts of a building or object.
1: Tell lies about it.
3: Large figurative elements such as monumental sculpture and their equivalents in decorative art are excluded from the term. Most ornament does not include human figures, and at present, they are small compared to the overall scale.
1: Wow. Whoa. Okay. Just throwing that out there right away.
3: Yep. Just, you know, you are insignificant in light of the overall ornament.
1: Jeez, that's rough. Uh,
3: a wide variety of decorative styles and motifs have been developed for architecture and the applied arts, including pottery, furniture, metalwork, uh, in textiles, wallpaper, and other objects where the decoration may be the main justification for its existence. Ooh, jeez, it's so existential in here. <laughs> The terms pattern or design are more likely to be used. Uh, The vast range of motifs used in ornament draw from geometrical shapes and patterns, plants, and human and animal figures. Mm. Okay. Uh, Basically just, you know, decorations on stuff, but nothing with glass. Um, I am... There's calligraphy, there is, um, ooh, the grammar of ornament in eighteen fifty six uh, book, the colored illustrations of decoration from Egypt, Turkey, Sicily, and Spain. Um, colonialism, archaeology, uh, <laughs> art nouveau, no. Uh, Frank Lloyd Wright, the famous kaleidoscope maker, Frank Lloyd Wright.
1: Yeah, I mean, he makes shapes at least. That's something. Let's see here.
3: Uh, Yeah, I am not in anything good here. I need to find something that has to deal with light.
1: Yeah, I mean, that should get you there. It should get you pretty close.
3: Uh, But there's nothing in here. The Book of Kells is in here. Why? Well, yeah, I know why. Because <laughs> it had really fancy uh, borders and stuff.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really feel like... Um, yeah, I, I feel bad because I think Fractal should have gotten you there, but I don't know.
3: Mm-hmm. It did not. It yeah. failed me.
1: Um, uh, all right, I'm going go to go to... I'm going to
3: try embellish. Okay. Embellishment.
1: Embellish it is. Mm -hmm. All right. Sky.
0: Lisa Vidal gives it four stars. Love this place. The amount and variety of cheeses, meats, condiments, crackers, snacks, etc. Dot, dot, dot is astounding. We (laughs) went back the next day just to take it all in. Word to the ro- word to the wise: Grab a drink from downstairs before trying the samples upstairs.
2: Whoa! A little tip
0: from Lisa to you. Uh, lights, a big page. It's like electromagnetic radiation and stuff. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's refracting light, like when you got a glass and you got a straw in it, and it looks all weird. I don't. We're in the weeds. I we just gotta keep moving. Please so, move along.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna start giving you guys uh, pages that link to it. Okay. It, it, yeah. So uh, let's see. Let me look through the what links How's here.
0: Colors. <laughs> colors. Uh, melt
1: Melting pot links to uh, to kaleidoscope. Okay. And <laughs> so does so does uh, rock festival.
0: Those are the only two things.
1: No, there are lots of things that do.
0: Uh, uh. I'm clicking on colors.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. That's what I'm I sorry. got. It's
0: what I got.
1: Well, we were just on colors last week too.
0: Yeah. So I won't stay here too long. That's I right. like colors.
1: We all do. Alright, Tim. Uh, you ended up wait where did you end up
3: <laughs> embellishment right <laughs> uh in sewing and crafts an embellishment is anything that adds design interest to the piece this is a very short article
1: yeah it really is. it
3: just gives some examples uh examples in sewing and craft applique embroidery piping trim lace fringe beads and batik what is batik uh
1: i don't know offhand
3: and then buttons, zippers, buckles, grommets, and sequins. Uh, ooh, beads or sequins? I know that beads can be in a kaleidoscope. <laughs> I used to have one with beads in it.
1: That is true, yeah.
3: I'm going to try beads.
1: All right. That sounds reasonable. Um, yeah. Uh, Those are some let's nice see. Beads. What else is. What else oh, does they can it be made of it? glass, too. Electric sheep.
0: They have that dumb graph that we talked about the last time we were on color. Yeah. But it doesn't have had a it doesn't have like the descriptions of the different segments, so it's not as fun.
1: Oh, and stained glasses on this page too. Yeah. This but picture contains
0: one million pixels, each one a different color. That's really impressive. Oh, that's yeah. so, so upsetting. Yeah. You know what else is impressive? What? Cindy Smith's four-star review. It's a little hard if you have a wheelchair, but I highly recommend the cheese barn upstairs. That's where the best folks are! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Don't hesitate to ask where Annie is. She was truly a delight. We bought more than we intended, but loved every minute of it. Amazing. Ask for Annie. There's colors here. Uh, They talk about fruits and tomatoes and the human eye and Uh color management. And there's management. there's like there's there's like Venn diagrams of different colors and how they change when they overlap and like yes give it yes I want that <laughs> that's the <a> kaleidoscope <laughs> tell me about tell me about it
1: yeah how do we make how do we put those things together
0: but I think when I, mm, I have a lot of choices there's a color yeah. wheel here just okay. click on color wheel because what else is a kaleidoscope. Besides.
1: But a color wheel. A color wheel. A real wild color wheel. Uh,
0: there's complementary color.
1: Correct. I'm going to click on color wheel. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, oh color wheel. Oh my God, this just you. looks
0: like a kaleidoscope. God
2: help it me. It
1: does. Like, it's getting them. You're getting as close as you can. Uh, let's see. T Square uh, links to kaleidoscope. T Square. Huh? Um yeah, T square does. Just so many um, natural
3: things that you would expect to link to kaleidoscope. Toy
1: links to kaleidoscope. Toy, huh? Well, yeah. Okay.
3: Kaleidoscopes are not toys.
1: Whoa. Okay. Whoa.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a strong, strong statement, Tim. Um. All right. Where Where are you going? What? What? what tell me. Tell me about beads. 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 I'm sorry. Beads. All right. Go on. Beads. All right, I I had to do it. Let's move on.
3: Small decorative object that is formed in a variety of shapes and sizes of a material. Such as stone, bone, shell, glass, plastic, wood, or pearl with a small hole or threading or stringing.
1: Tim, you are reading this as though you are doing slam poetry and it's very upsetting.
3: Beads range in size from under a millimeter to over one centimeter in (laughs) diameter.
1: It's not stopping
3: pair of beads made from <laughs> the Serious Sea snail shells, approximately a hundred thousand years old, are thought to be the earliest known examples of jewelry. Beadwork is the art of craft, of making things with beads. Beads can be woven together with specialized threads, strung onto thread or soft, flexible wire, or adhered to a surface.
1: Sky, this is like very, it's actually very, like, uh, intense isn't it that right am i not, I'm not the you only hear one me hearing snapping, this, right? right right yeah
3: <laughs> i wasn't sure which one of you was snapping
0: um <laughs> i hear
3: tim rolling <laughs>
1: home
0: on one scroll what's up <laughs> <laughs> there's ikea is in here oh
1: so is so is fused glass
3: yeah that's something fused glass is a thing just regular glass too
1: also true yes i More mean options. what is
3: fused glass Oh no. <laughs> There's seed bead. Seed beads. seed beads? Seed beads are uniformly shaped spheroidal or tube shaped beads ranging in size from under a millimeter to several millimeters. Seed bead is a generic term for any <laughs> small bead. Why didn't you tell us that in the first place? <laughs> uh, why'd you make it sound like it was something important at first?
1: I mean, it still was in its way, I guess. Or yeah. is that part of this slam poem that's going on?
3: Symbolic meanings of beads, for prayer or devotion, rosary beads, for example, tension, anti-tension devices, worry beads, agri beads from Ghana are used as currency, and then I, gaming, such as Mancala. Um, wow. I am just going to go to glass.
1: You're not going to do fused glass.
3: Okay, I'm going to go to fused glass.
1: I mean, that's... that's (laughs) What about pressed glass? Nudge. nudge. I mean, take your choice, Tim. (laughs) Fused glass. (laughs) Alright, fused glass. Alright, so Sky... Tell me about this color wheel.
0: It's a color wheel or a color circle. It's an abstract illustrative organization of color hues around a circle. Uh, uh, Some sources use the term color wheel and color circle. Hang on a second.
1: Yeah. Sky, there's someone driving by listening to what was that? All Star? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was, you'll you'll hear it in the in the recording. Yeah. All right, continue. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: some sources use the term color wheel and color circle interchangeably. However, one term or the other may be used, may be more prevalent in certain fields or certain versions, as mentioned above. For instance, some reserve the term color wheel for mechanical rotating devices, such as color tops or color bottoms, or filled, <laughs> or filler filter wheels. Did I actually say color bottoms? I don't know. Right. Yeah, right. no, it's fine. Uh, I other it. classify various color wheels as color disc, color chart, and color scale varieties. Color tops is that like a toy top that has a bunch of color swirls on it?
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm certain.
0: hovering over and it says that it's going to take me to color triangle, and I think it's going to be. <laughs> betra- I think that's a betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a color triangle is, but it's certainly not a color top. Um. Uh, there's addictive color. What is addictive color?
3: Color you just can't
0: quit. Yeah. Uh, There's the name so of the keywords there, Color theory. I can
1: tell you that there is something on this. That, uh, maybe I shouldn't.
0: I don't know. Do man. it.
1: Um, There is a link on this page that will get you there.
0: Is it? There's so many color is it purple
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second hold on I'm looking again I stand corrected It's mentioned on this page but not linked
0: great love it
1: What is it? I'm <laughs> Complimentary colors should get you there, but it's not
0: I'm clicking on Primary colors,
1: cool. <laughs>
2: Some okay, <of> it. primary <laughs> colors.
1: Go ahead. I, you guys were on um, primary colors last d- episode too. Tim, glass fusing, make this happen quick.
3: Ah, uh, <laughs> wow. Glass fusing is the joining together of pieces of glass at high temperature, mm-hmm. usually usually in a kiln. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: Oh my gosh. This that disparate
3: pieces of glass must be compatible in order to ensure they can be fused properly. Like it is a common misconception that glasses having the same coefficient of expansion will be compatible. I mean, I know I thought that. <laughs> the coefficient of expansion is one indicator that glasses may be compatible, but there are many other factors that determine whether glasses are compatible. If incompatible glasses are fused together, it is unlikely that the fused piece will be able to maintain structural integrity. The piece may shatter during the cooling process or develop stress originating from the point of contact between the incompatible glasses over time, leading to to fractures within the glass and eventually breakage. Ugh. Alright. Don't want to see that.
1: No. We don't... Um, that, that did not get us any closer.
3: Nope. Uh, <sighs> art glass?
1: That seems reasonable.
0: Art glass. Clicking on it.
1: <laughs> All right. Art glass it is.
0: Lisa Justy, four, four stars. Pricey, but the only place I can get the blueberry cheddar. <laughs> Try Ew. to. Milkshake. Way too much oh. milk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Next.
1: Tim, Tim you don't even know they have all types of, of n- weird like fruit and cheese mix flavors that don't make any sense uh, but they but people love them alright
0: um, primary color is mo- most tangibly a set of real colorants or colored lights that can be combined in varying amounts to produce a gamut of colors whatever okay it's not on here Com- uh, contemporary not Com- complimentary complimentary I make sure compliment 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 nope. What?
1: It's not on here, is it? I don't think so. Hang on. Or rather <laughs> it should be. No, it's not. What? I was
0: gonna click on What a is color. happening?
1: I'm clicking on red, because <laughs> it'll tell me what
0: the complimentary color of red is.
1: Sure. <laughs> Alright. Oh, uh f- while you're doing that.
0: Okay, go ahead. Tim? Tim,
1: yep. you got something?
3: Nope. Art glass is an item that is made generally as an artwork for decoration, but often also for utility from glass. Sometimes combined with other materials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stained glass windows. Like sometimes. Leaded lights, also <laughs> called lead lights. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's stained glass, blown glass, kiln-formed glass, cold glass. Mm. Cold glass is worked by any method that, guess, guess.
1: It, I, I I I gotta be honest, I, I drifted after you got through the third one.
3: It doesn't use heat.
1: Oh, it doesn't. I, oh, wow. I, I, oh, it's oh, cold. Oh, cold glass, I see it, yes.
3: Including sandblasting, cutting, sawing, chiseling, bonding, and gluing.
1: I mean, gluing. There's still two separate things of glass. A
3: subsection on sandblasting. Oh my gosh! I'm not going to read it. Thank you. <laughs> Usable art glass.
1: Oh, because you're because it can be used, right? Mm-hmm. Got it. Tim, where are you going from here? Uh, stained glass. That seems reasonable. Um, that's actually what I was expecting that fused glass to get you to to, to begin with.
0: Yeah. Funny
1: that. Um anyway. Sky red. <laughs> the color
0: red. It's the color uh, at the how to end define. of the visible spectrum of light next to orange and the opposite of violet. Ooh. It has a dominant wavelength of approximately six hundred and twenty-five to seven forty nanometers. It's great. Red's fine. <laughs> of all the colors, red's okay. Whoa. I mean, it's nice. It's fine. It's got its own. Strawberries are red. The color of blood. Uh,
1: It's great. Wow. Everything's great about it. I I really enjoy that they specify this. The red sky at sunset results... This is... Tim, this is in the opening paragraph for this. The red sky at sunset results from Riley uh, scattering, while the red color of the Grand Canyon and other geological features is caused by hematite or red ochre, both forms of iron oxide. To me... That means, oh, uh, iron oxide also gives red the red color to the planet Mars. Uh, oh, the red color of blood comes from the protein hemoglobin, while ripe strawberries, red apples, and reddish autumn leaves are colored by anthocyanins. That means that someone came to this page looking for this information, did not think it was placed high enough, and was like, no, we're putting that at the top. Hmm. This is what people need to know about about you know why things are red. Not particularly the like the pigment or whatever else. No, we need to know why natural things just are red. Yep. Okay. Sorry.
0: Uh, it's the complementary color of cyan.
1: <gasps>
0: Clicking on complementary color.
1: Yes. Good. Tim stained glass.
0: Uh, it's it's
3: glass and it's stained. Woof. Um. Kaleidoscopes not on here.
1: I really thought it might be. So did uh, I. Yeah. Uh,
3: you can use metallic salts to make stained glass. Oh,
1: right. <laughs> like, I, uh. I, I wouldn't, but...
3: <laughs> um, there's rolled glass, which is mm. produced by pouring molten glass onto a metal or graphite table and immediately rolling it into a sheet using a large metal cylinder like a rolling pin.
1: Whoa. Similar
3: to rolling out a pie crust.
1: That's actually and pretty awesome. Then there's flashed
3: glass. Um, so I, I guess that's just with red glass.
1: Yeah, I can't quite tell. It's it looks like it's, um. Yeah, it it, it looks like it has to deal with the like the heat, I guess, mm-hmm. and some of the coloring. I, I'm not certain exactly, or the thickness of it.
3: Um so they have glass by colors and what is in there like purple glass you have manganese in there or yeah. nickel you can even make can't, black glass with nickel
1: can't go out can't go out or without that manganese Yep Um
3: oh man I am completely lost
1: Yeah I think you may have to just take a shot I know Sky's close Okay Good. take a shot in the dark on it and and see what you can get. there's like uh, object objects the art um let's see.
3: I just don't think they treat it as seriously as 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 we do
1: <laughs> that's true uh you may have to pick like a style of glass, maybe or uh uh Potter's wheel is probably not gonna do it oh, oh Tim, centrifugal what? force might do it
3: I <laughs> uh, sure let's do it.
1: Centrifugal force. You
3: gotta get that kaleidoscope going full speed.
1: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. Uh sky.
0: Uh do you know what uh, what complementary colors are? They're they're colors that are just nice to you. Yep. I mean they're combined, or because they cancel each other out by oh. producing a grayscale color like white or black. And placed next to each other, they create the strongest contrast for those two colors. Complementary colors may also be called opposite colors. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of different color models here. They talk about color printing. There's a lot of things that look exactly like what I was on. Like there's a color wheel here, it yeah. talks about everything.
1: It's yeah, almost it's like the in here right now what yeah you know the easy way to tell the complementary colors though right uh what the the other one just always has a goatee i mean that's all always... oh, there you go
0: yeah i'm gonna say it's the opposite end of the color wheel but that works too <laughs> uh
1: clearly not
0: <laughs> um at about the same time as young discovered additive colors another british scientist david brewster the inventor of the kaleidoscope Proposed a competing theory that the true primary colors were red, yellow, and blue, and that the true complementary colours were red, green, blue, orange, and yellow purple. Then German scientist Hermann van Helmholtz resolved the debate by showing that colors formed by light, additive colours, and those formed (laughs) by pigments, subtractive colours, did in fact operate by different rules and had different primary and complementary colors. Everyone's right. Uh I'm clicking <laughs> on kaleidoscope. Mm-hmm. What
1: would that argument have been like? They're like, no dude. Like they you they add together like, oh no, we have these lenses. Here, I'll just try this out. What? what? <laughs> like it just blows everyone's minds. All right. Nice job, Sky. Well done. Uh-huh. You clicked on Kaleidoscope. You got us there. I am so sorry. Uh, Tim, do you want to talk about Centrifugal Force at all? Did no. Was Kaleidoscope on here? No. Okay, I'm sorry.
3: There's Stone on a String. Oh, dang. That's my second favorite uh, toy.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's actually a really good album. Oh, Vehicle episode.
3: Driving Around a Curve.
1: Whoa. That's, that's my favorite
3: a... That's my favorite Dave Matthews album band, or good. band album.
1: Yeah, I was going to go with a Pixar short, but yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. All right, um, let's go on to Kaleidoscopes, because at least these are fun, right?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sky, do you want to talk about Kaleidoscopes at all?
0: Yeah, it's a great picture here, which I'm sure you're aware of, Kyle. Um, mm-hmm. There's a little boy yeah. riding a... Uh ooh, wait, is that a cow?
1: I'm pretty sure it's a cow. Look yes. at that
0: little dog next to it. like that dog's like, oh hell no! What is, what are you doing, Jake? Get <laughs> off whatever that is.
1: Get off of that.
0: There's a there's Mickey Mouse in the the Sorcerer's Apprentice uh looking through a telescope. And there's a boy upside down. it's great. Mhm. Yep.
1: It's really good.
0: Yep. This is an optical instrument with two or more reflecting s- surfaces tilted to each other in an angle so that one or more parts of objects on one end of the mirrors are seen as a regular symmetrical pattern when feet on the other end. It's very pretty. Well done.
1: Yeah. Did you guys ever play with these as kids? Oh, yeah. A little, yeah.
0: Very oh. much. Wow. Uh, Tim. Tim, very, very into kaleidoscopes. <laughs>
1: but oh, you, yeah, on I the was. other hand, was like, No.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I
1: mean, had one. Did... what? I feel like there... Did you guys, like, have strong feelings about this or something? Was there a fight between you two about it that I, I just don't know. have never heard about? I
0: don't remember Tim ever having a kaleidoscope.
1: Tim?
3: I had one.
1: Was there a fight about the kaleidoscope? No. Oh. Okay.
0: There's something here called a magic lantern.
1: Mm-hmm. That seems cool. It's a... I mean, that's just a camera at that point, though. Mm-hmm. Re- remember that the uh, like the early movies were called uh, lantern shows, yes, like that. Like we had the whole discussion about them possibly having having been called like lanties.
0: Man, there's a bunch of different forms of.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, a bunches. type
0: of color organ.
1: Mm-hmm. Weird
0: musical composition uh
1: well the one the one in particular that i wanted to bring up was the kaleidoscope whoa uh which is a kind of kaleidoscope which is, with a lens and an open view so that it can be used to form kaleidoscopic patterns from outside the instrument rather than from in items installed inside it uh so i i'm sure you guys have seen these they kind of look a little bit like um Well, I mean, the tube is just like a, like a, like a wooden tube, but then the end of it has a, like a little glass, uh, like a round glass, uh, dome on the end. Mm -hmm. And the way that it works is that it, uh, you know, it refracts light that it's, that it's seeing in there to, uh, you know, to make the kaleidoscope images. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, and it was developed uh, by John Lyon Burnside III and, uh, and his partner Harry Hay uh, in in 1970. It was actually it's actually a really recent thing. Um, but Burnside uh, is um, you know part of uh, you know he's he's known as a, an LGBT activist uh, in in New York in the 70s. Uh, and I'm actually a little surprised that uh, the the Wikipedia page for tele teleidoscope here uh, does not credit Burnside and Hay- and Hay as partners uh, because they were.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, it just says one and then the other, and then the patent was filed in 1970. So hey, come on, Wikipedia.
0: Yeah, even though you, like you had said partners, and I just assumed it was like science partners or no like business like, partners. Until no, you no, yeah,
1: yes, like romantic partners. Mm-hmm um anyway uh cool that was yeah thank you guys for coming along uh well congratulations sky mm-hmm, uh, thanks. i swear it, this really did have a lot of pages i always check i always oh, it check it just
0: happens like we were just dancing yeah. around it for a long time so
1: yeah uh sky mirrors should have gotten you there Ah, oh, uh, should
0: have clicked on mirrors instead of light
1: i know and tim yeah um uh, Leonardo da Vinci should have gotten you to complimentary colors, which, you know, how would we have known at the time to to do that? But hmm. like, yeah. We were close. Yeah.
0: I like here, you guys were... they mentioned there is a person who founded the Brewster Kaleidoscope Society, and her mm-hmm. name is Cozy Baker, which is just a great name. Oh that's my good gosh, name. that's a really Baker.
1: good name. Oh, that's, that's so yeah, good. That's terrific. Um, all right. Well, uh, if you guys or thank you guys for coming along with us on this trip uh, from uh, Green Roof to uh, to Kaleidoscope. Uh, if you guys would like to hear more of this, uh, oh dang, it's not it's not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts. Is it Apple Podcasts? I believe so. Sure. Uh, come to come visit us on the uh, on uh, on the app that is Apple Podcasts or whatever they're calling it now. Um you can find us there. If you, if you do check us out there, you know, if uh, maybe leave us a review, not like the reviews that are being left for grandpa's cheese barn, because like that's, that's a lot, man. But um, yeah, uh, that would be really cool of you if you did. So uh, you can also find us uh, at WSKBcast.blogspot.com. And you can search for us on Twitter uh, at WSKBcast or look us up on Facebook searching for, we should know better. Um, Yeah, there is, uh, I, I was going through all the images tonight. I usually like to post something, uh, from here, but I, or like from the actual podcast, like from our run, but I think it might be something from grandpa's cheese barn tonight. Like I usually try to do something. It, it might have to just be that. That, I mean, there are just some really good images from there. I, and I, I'm almost a little sad that, um, that i went there rather than, or than rather than to take the focus off the world's largest kaleidoscope
0: yeah i'm sorry
1: uh i mean no no it's fine just i mean how do you do better than than grandpa's cheese barn when you when you get down to I it don't honestly oh man it's i should have known i should have realized that the flavor of grandpa's cheese barn was too strong to to withstand anything else
0: we got to go to grandpa's cheese barn next time we get a chance yeah.
1: We, we'll make it happen it'll be okay i, I wonder if there's like hashtags for it. it's got to have a twitter feed right
0: oh does is it on twitter
1: you know what let's end this episode before we start doing this mm-hmm. <laughs> all right uh thank you guys we're gonna all look cheese up gruff's cheese barn on twitter um, yeah it find. is
3: just at cheese barn oh good my night. gosh
0: yes good night <laughs>
3: Have you tried our thick cut bacon? No. We smoke it <laughs> weekly right here at Grandpa's Cheese Barn and Sweetie's Chocolates. Stop in for a few pounds for the perfect Easter breakfast. Yeah, yeah they, haven't, they haven't posted since April.
1: Oh, no. What went wrong, Grandpa?
0: hmm
1: What went wrong?
0: Amazing.
1: This is incredible. I can't. I'm not seeing them.
0: Cheese Barn.
3: Yeah, at Cheese Barn.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay, hang on a second. I'm I'm looking this up.
3: Grandpa's Cheese, Cheese Barn and Sweetie's Chocolates on the Ohio oh Cheese Trail. No surprise there.
1: Okay, so uh DuckDuckGo does a little like a little uh fact card like Google does now. And uh Grandpa's Cheese Barn has it like it just shows Grandpa's Cheese Barn and that mouse. Like that's what it gives <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, it does exist really. I may just have to like retweet like four things from this. They haven't tweeted since
0: April. Have they replied? Oh, that's a shame. No, they haven't done any the replies. Ohio...
1: Dang it. Ohio Cheese Trail. Yep. We are just about out of chocolate-covered strawberries for today. Thank you for to all who stopped out to enjoy this Valentine's. That's great. Oh, man. What time was that? p.m., so it was
0: closing.
1: They were closing.
0: Look at this flooding from earlier this month. Oh, no. Grandpa's Cheese Barn is underwater. (gasps) Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Look at that dumpster. The dumpster has a mouse
1: and cheese. Oh, this is terrible. Uh, I'm uh, really trying to come up with a good pun for this, but I can't. Man, it like there's just nothing for me to work with. But oh, that's so awful. We've been we've been right there. Can't
0: believe Snoop Dogg was at Grandpa's Cheese Barn and I missed it.
1: Are, are you kidding? Apparently, me? he's
0: at Grandpa's Cheese Barn.
1: Oh wow! Well, guys, I did not realize that this was that big a deal. I really didn't. Like, it. This might be the thing where you just you know because you see it all the time, you don't think of it as. <gasps> Like a real thing.
0: You pull up to grandpa's cheese bar and Snoop Dogg's there.
2: What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I'm going to cut this out, but this is this is a stinger,
0: I think. Oh, my god! Oh, my What's gosh. That? I have a one-star review here. I don't know if I should read this. I'm not going to waste your time. It's like five paragraphs. Oh, wow. Wow. And it's about how they were sad because they passed Grandpa's Cheese Barn on the highway. Um, So they looked up on their phone if they could have an order delivered. And so they went on there and they're like cool it's going to cost 11.95 for shipping and arrive arrive in 2 days perfect they say they want to spend 12 dollars on shipping the site also said i would be charged for the exact amount of cheese sent and it would cost approximately 10.96 I thought 22 was steep for two small bags of cheese, but to me it was worth it at the time. When I saw they charged me 27 I was pretty angry. <laughs> I looked at my cheese bags, and they were on par with the weight, maybe off by $0.05 cents or $0.10, cents, which is fine, and wondered how and why they charged me the extra money. I called, and they said, for packing materials. I was paying $12 for my two-day shipping and handling. They should have advertised they planned on charging me $5 for packaging woman on the phone then put me on hold and found a clause in their shipping terms that said that they can add up to 350 for each charge as they're at their discretion for shipping materials way to put that anywhere visible still you charge me five dollars for something you only had the authority to pay me
1: 350
0: for oh objection
1: hey guys mm-hmm. After realizing Uh, I spent
0: five minutes on the phone over (laughs) $1.50 to $5, I realized it was only a couple of dollars, and I shouldn't have gotten worked up about it. I'm just upset that I have now paid $27.55 for two small bags of OK cheese, (laughs) one which I probably won't even eat now, and I feel deceived by their pricing. Their customer service was completely unaccommodating, and I feel they they get calls like this frequently. Grandpa's probably makes nothing on the cheese itself, just hidden charges. I really can't stand companies that operate with such little morals that they have uh, to hide charges and scam customers. Never ordering from here again, and I'm glad we never stopped in.
1: Why were you ordering from a... Look, we need to get to this podcast, which we have not actually started yet.
3: There are so few places to get cheese nowadays, Kyle.
1: I... I'm so upset about my choices right now. <laughs> Whoa,
0: Marcus Miller says one star. That was not cool making Cricket Hillary a caramel shake.
2: I got to Google Hillary Clinton and Grandpa's Cheese Barn now. Wow. Oh, my God. Hillary oh, Clinton visits Grandpa's <laughs> Cheese Barn in Ashland. <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um.
2: <laughs>
0: you I didn't know that's what that's was it. going on until I asked one of my coworkers why there was a man outside with a wand waving everyone. in Sydney said, "Hillary Clinton came and ordered a milkshake, Democratic nominee's choice, chocolate caramel turtle." Some conservatives <laughs> had mixed emotions. The girls at the counter managed a selfie with Mrs. Clinton. It's a meeting the girls won't soon forget. If she becomes president, I'll say I made her a turtle milkshake. One of the girls said, Aww. "Oh my gosh." That's that's okay. the whole article
1: good tim
3: roof garden for the song by al giro see breaking away album no thanks a roof (laughs) garden is a garden (laughs) on the roof of a building
0: i'm sorry i'm sorry so help me if you are still reading about grandpa's cheese i'm not i'm watching a video (laughs) of the news coverage of hillary visiting it, and this guy says hey Let's be honest. We love Ohio, but when you're driving through it, there's not a lot of ton to ton to look at. A- Excuse Oof. me. An outlet mall here, a crack barrel <laughs> here. How <laughs> dare you, sir? But there's one staple that got the attention of one of the world's most famous faces lately.
1: I, I'm so upset right now. It's
0: the <laughs> Democratic's big cheese visiting Grandpa's cheese bar.
1: Wow! Wow! <laughs> This this is just it's so much. Um well, great.
2: So, um
1: Roof gardens, yep. Tim